Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, at Instagram, at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Good afternoon, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Bishal Sharma, and I'm once again here alongside my friend and colleague, Dr. Mike Parchewski. Mike, this is our 23rd podcast. Some would refer to it as the last dance, but I'm fairly certain you'll force me to record one next week, so we'll call it the second to last dance. Uh, just keep your hands where I can see them. Um, we have a great guest today from our uh Favorite company, Densply Serona, we have John Mastin here. I'm going to let you introduce our guest where we're going to be discussing SureSmile and all things clear aligners. Great. Thanks, Vish. Um, it's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in, in at least four days. Um, so welcome, John. It's great to have you with us. And uh, so John comes to us from Densply Serona. Um, his role right now is sort of orthodontic uh specialist in sales for Densply Serona, where he deals with the product that we all know and love, SureSmile. Um, definitely a big emerging product that we're going to be chatting about today. John also has an interesting background in uh, that he used to be with Vipro uh, when it was back when it was Propel. And as we all know, that's a, a tried and true technology that's a big addition to the SureSmile and definitely, I think, raises the bar in what we're seeing with the SureSmile uh, workflow and technology. And I think for aligner, aligner systems around the world, uh, it definitely, I think, gives a big um, push and a, uh, a margin for a benefit to the SureSmile. So, John, welcome. And uh, so why don't we chat, you know, about that first, like give us an idea of, of uh, what brought you to Densply Serona and about how the VPro, uh, which was the Propel, has integrated and uh, yeah, just give us a bit of an update. Yeah, sounds good. So thanks for having me, guys. You've obviously done this before based on your intros. Uh, I have not, so we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, so Densply bought uh, Propel Orthodontics in July of last year. Um, you know, I'd heard obviously a little bit of chatter before that, um, so Kind of knew what was going down, but um, essentially Densply wanted to buy VPro and high frequency vibration um, to use not only with SureSmile, but with Byte, which, um, you know, they do direct to consumer aligners in the United States. So um, VPro and Byte had had a distribution agreement for a while before um, the acquisition went down. And I think it's just sort of a natural fit um, to roll it out to SureSmile users as, uh, on top of, you know, the direct to consumer aspect. Yeah, it's a great product. Obviously, um, it's included in every SureSmile full service case now, John. Is that right? Yeah, we were yeah. going to get there. Um, absolutely. So it, as of uh, May 1st, it, yeah. it's included in, in all SureSmile cases, uh, comprehensive cases. So your full, you know, full cases. So if you're doing some DIY stuff um, or um, paying per liner, you can purchase the device on a standalone basis but it is included with the comprehensive case. Yeah, and so what's the cost on the standalone device? So it's 549 retail, yeah. so pretty good that you know they're including it with comprehensive yeah, cases. Yeah, it's great value. Um, we can get into sort of um, the effects of that and time savings and what can expect uh, in terms of results when we're talking about just one. Well, VPro is an exciting topic of conversation. Why don't we just start diving into some of the science around it and uh, discussing um, HVF. So 
First of all, uh, John, you've shared some really uh, effective slides that I incorporated into a presentation that I had to give uh, in Toronto last week. So thank you for that. Do you want to discuss just sort of the mechanical benefits of vPro and then we can discuss the biological aspects after that? You bet. So mechanical, when you're talking about mechanical aspects, you're talking about aligner seating. Seating, yep. Um, I think, you know, it was a long journey for me with Propel and vPro. I was there uh, since 2017. So started off with just the microosseal perforations yep. and was there when they um, released vPro. So there was a lot of questions at the beginning. There was a competitive product out there originally um, called uh, OrthoXL. And, you know, they were low frequency vibration, 20 minutes in the market, more like a thousand dollar price point. Mm -hmm. So they did have some traction. Um, and I think because clear aligners were growing and there was um, a learning curve there and maybe, you know, uh, some adoption problems with some doctors, especially for more difficult orthodontic cases at first, um, you know, using aligners, um, vibration was a help in that even if it was just seating the aligners, mm -hmm. that was a benefit. Um, because most patients aren't wearing their aligners 22 hours a day, as manufacturer recommends. Um, I have been privy to a few interesting studies where, you know, just the vibration aspect, just the seating of the aligners, um, you can get away with not wearing your aligners 22 hours mm -hmm. a day. Um, there's some faculty members um, from Align that have done some studies with overnight wear and vibration, and have had a little bit of success there. But I think it's safe to say that... Um, Originally, doctors wanted to see more science around the tooth movement aspect and the bone density part mm -hmm. of the studies, but most people agreed right off the bat that from an aligner seating perspective, the device um, had value, and even if that's all you believe, um, you were still getting value other than you know some other benefits that, that we'll talk about. Yeah, there's no doubt, obviously, tooth to plastic uh, interface is the premise around uh, clear aligner movement. So that certainly stands to reason. Um, why don't we jump into the biological aspects? So obviously there's some catabolic and anabolic effects and benefits to vPro. Why don't we chat about how it speeds up tooth movement during the active movement phase, John? Sure. So yeah, Health Canada um, has approved Repel, at least when um, you know they were submitting those studies around to make claims around rate of tooth movement um, and effect on bone density. So, you know, vPro does affect the rate of tooth movement in that it speeds it up. But I think that um, when you're talking about how fast you really want to go with some types of tooth movement, the bone density part can be almost more important, where if you're softening up the bone density, you can make those difficult, you know, mm -hmm. rotations um, and uprighting of molars and things like that um, easier and more predictable by reducing the density in the bone. And then, um, you know, if you're not providing force or through, you know, clear aligners, you can actually increase the density mm -hmm. of the bone, which has some um, ramifications in retention. Yeah, and so that's the anabolic effect when teeth are not moving. Uh, I suppose it would be osteoblast proliferation, where uh, just recruiting more osteoblasts to increase that bone density. So uh, faster to get to the retention or the stable phase, Mike, which is uh, fairly interesting. So, yeah, Mike, do you want to take over the questions for John? Yeah, so a couple things I've got, uh, you know, Vish, obviously, um, expert, uh, sure smile, um, user and lecturer. Um, and so I've learned, actually, I was at, uh, at Vishal's course in Toronto. And, and so this is when I, I started to learn more about the vPro itself. To be honest, you know, while we do a lot of aligner therapy in our office, I have associates that are, that are big into the aligner therapy. Um, 
you know, I was not that, you know, as, as yourself, uh, that knowledgeable on the VPro. So from my perspective, I'm going to throw out a couple questions at you. I think for, for people that are listening to the podcast, um, you know, who don't have as much experience, um, will find it important. First question is, is, um, whether you have statistics or just discussion about it is how much faster are you, are you getting quality seeding of your trays and what's your acceleration phase? You know, normally people were like two week aligner changes. If you switch to the V pro and just in a basic case, what kind of benefits statistically or typically can they see from that? Yeah. So when you're talking about how fast you seed the trays, I think was maybe the first part of that sure. question. It's, Basically instantly. I mean, you wear the device for five minutes. Um, within five minutes, you definitely notice that they're almost form fit or suction to your teeth. Or, or you get comments from patients saying, mm-hmm. like, this is how my aligners are supposed to feel. Um, and so that is sort of the minimum recommended time for wearing the device. Five minutes a day, typically at night, because you're going to get not only the biological benefits, regardless of what time you wear the device, but um, if you you know eat your last meal of the day, brush your teeth, and then wear the device, you're going to get the seating benefits for the longest period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which again, you know, from a surface area problem, which is basically what aligners are, um, will help. So technically, uh, just before you move on to the second part, if I'm normally wearing like putting my aligners in, let's say for example, and I'm just placing them in my mouth, they fit well. But if I place them and V-Pro after I place them in the mouth, they will actually fit better. Is that is that what you're what what's happening? Yeah, I mean, I don't even really think it's comparable, honestly. Um, when okay. you use V-Pro, they're really suction form fit to your mouth. Um, and with the first, you know, in the first day or two of any aligner exchange, you're going to find that you may have like 0.5 or a millimeter or even two millimeter sort of gap, and V-Pro will almost eliminate that and get the aligners fully seated. Um, right off the bat so you're getting you know the movement from the aligners in day one as opposed to a little bit later Um, some doctors actually recommend anytime you take your aligners out maybe pop the device back in for another minute so after breakfast after lunch wear it for a minute just to fully seat the aligners you're getting that additional few hours Mm -hmm. um, you know incrementally between (coughs) meals of seating and then again uh, the five minutes uh, before you go to bed so let's let's jump on to the next question but just to clarify so um Putting in the tray five minutes. Okay, you charge the unit, yep. and then you you put the trays in five minutes, and then how many times a day? So just once. Okay. Yeah, and there have been studies on that where you know um, if you're wearing the device for longer than five minutes, can you accelerate treatment more? Not really. You kind of get diminishing returns after five minutes. And there was a landmark study done in 2018 by Manny Alicani, who's at New York University, is published in the PLOS One Journal where um, they covered basically everything from frequency levels to G-force levels to um, types of movements, um, types of plastic. And they determined that there's really de- at 120 hertz, which is what V-Pro is. So it's a more of a high frequency vibration than, um, say, OrthoXL, which was uh, 30 hertz, more like a, a toothbrush or a low frequency vibration. Um, that beyond five minutes, you're getting diminishing returns, so it's not really worth it. Um, some doctors say, hey, I'm going to ask my patients for 10 minutes because if I ask them for 10, I know I'll get five. There's really no negative effects to wearing it longer, but you're not going to speed up tooth movement or soften bone density. Okay, so five minutes a day. Um, and then what about the my last part of my question was the 
uh, difference in the timing. So I know, I know, like the the thought most people are like ten to fourteen days for aligners. Right. Um, so what's the new time frame with yeah, the, so with using it? Same study um, showed that you can actually so you know align started with fourteen day exchanges. Sure, small started with fourteen day exchanges. Um, based on some changes to the plastic alignment, went to seven-day exchanges. But I think that when that happened, um, a lot of doctors noticed their refinement rate went up. Mm-hmm. And so PPRO helps with that. That's The study that we did based on um, Invisalign aligners was that if you wore a VPRO and exchanged your aligners every uh, seven days, you would actually track better than if you didn't wear a VPRO and exchange your aligners every 14 days. Okay. So substantial. And yeah, that same study showed that you could do five day aligner exchanges with a vibration device with VPRO high frequency vibration and you basically track the same as 14 days without vibration. So down to as, as small as five days, that's pretty amazing. Well, five, so five days, so basically you're saving nine days per tray by using vibration and if you wanted to do the seven-day aligner exchange versus 14, you're actually going to track better than yeah. with vibration. So, I mean, yes, saving nine days um, or just saving, you know, more refinements and predictability and frustration um, in the end as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I mean, that tray seating is so important, eh? Vish, what's your, do you have anything to add on that, Vish? Yeah, obviously, in terms of the um, aligner switching interval, uh, SureSmile initially was promoting 14 days. I was finding, John, in agreement with you that you would lose some aligner integrity by the end of that case, so or the end of that uh, time frame. So for complex movements, definitively two weeks, I'm big into uh, mops or microosseous perforations. As you know, we still incorporate that with a hard tissue laser. So that equalizes tooth movement, speeds up the slowest moving teeth, and creates a bit more of an equal time frame. Um, and we're predominantly doing 10 and 7-day intervals with SureSmile and have been for a long period of time yeah. without any adverse consequences. And I'm not noticing a refinement rate that would be higher than we would normally expect. So we can echo that sentiment. Yeah, I think it's very safe to go to 7-day aligner exchanges with SureSmile and VPRO and, you know, just to touch on what you were saying around mops. I mean, the cool thing about mops is you can localize the effect mm-hmm. of acceleration, which is great um, if you have impacted canines or rotations. But um, I guess the, the not so cool part is that if patients aren't compliant, you've then accelerated a movement that, um, you know, may not work yeah, of course. Uh, without wearing them. So that's really the nice thing about VPRO. Again, it's, I think it's, uh, while mops is sort of the gold standard of acceleration in terms of efficacy, I think that um, the combination of, um, the biological effect and the mechanical is basically a no-brainer for in terms of a win um, on helping the case uh, accelerate and be predictable. And I, and I suppose that for you know not everybody's got the laser for the mops or access to it. So having it, yeah. the pro seems to be that can be out for everybody. Vish, yep. can you just touch on for everybody what's mops involved and what are the ways besides it being a really cool term? What are the what are the ways that you could could perform that procedure besides laser? So the um, genesis of microosseous perforations were basically a, a slow speed um, device, it looked like a little corkscrew or almost a, a wine bottle opener. And of course, through using a little bit of anesthetic, you would penetrate through the gingiva and the attached and unattached, penetrate through the cortical plate and just touch into the cancellous bone. Obviously, we call it basically acupuncture. So you're just speeding up a lot of the inflammatory and healing uh, cellular mechanisms that are going to, in this case, promote better tooth movement as opposed to better healing. We've got an erbium laser, so it can do the same thing without 
causing that primary intention wound healing. There's no real cutting aspect with it. So it probably had the same effect on the bone tissue, but just was a little bit more kind to the gum tissue. John will remember years ago that uh, we demoed the mops on myself in my office. That was the first time we met quite a while ago with about six or seven dentists sitting around. So it has sped up uh, complex tooth movement immensely. And as John mentioned, you can really target the tooth that's going to be the black sheep or the slowest moving denominator. And you can pretty quickly figure that tooth out as treatment progresses. So by uh, targeting it with mops, we would speed up that movement and make it more predictable. I The thing that I really like about VPro though is mops, uh, even with the laser, is something that patients are reticent to proceed with. Whereas VPro is, it's a gadget, it's cool technology, and it is value for a procedure that's perceived as being costly, which orthodontics uh, certainly is. And the fact that Denspy incorporates that at no additional charge for a full service case to me is it, it's either uh, mind boggling from the finance department's perspective, or it is a very effective from a marketing perspective. So I like the V pro we are incorporating it routinely. Now uh, the mops with the laser, we are much, much more selective on than we were a couple of years ago. And it goes back to your point around compliance and patience, right? I think that's probably the number one issue. Um, you know, I think, any aligner platform really is at a stage now where it works yeah. um, and it's proven out. But just like with mops, for mops being effective, you're only as fast as your slowest moving mm-hmm. tooth in orthodontics. I mean, you're only as good as your patient compliance, compliance. Yeah. with aligners. And so if you can give someone a tool that is a little bit of a get out of jail free card, um, you know, it's going to save you and the patient headaches down the road in terms of refinement discussions. It's yeah. And we're such a, a time-oriented society, you know, like right now Mike's checking his watch wondering how much longer this podcast is going for, <laughs> uh, you know, how long is the flight going to be, when are we landing? So there's certainly that component to it. For those who have not been exposed to VPRO, the listeners, I would strongly encourage you to get some more information on that and, and contact your local uh, Denspy rep to get more information on that. Um, you know, there's lots of educational opportunities that are coming up in Edmonton and, and Calgary and Toronto but certainly reach out to, to them and, and get more information on SureSmile. Um, and then the next thing I want to discuss is uh, there's a lot of adaptations or new modifications to the SureSmile platform that have come out really in response to a lot of the users' constructive feedback. Um, so do we want to discuss uh, some of those that have come out really, John, in the last sort of four to eight weeks? Let's do it. Yeah, so, I mean, to sum up some of the changes, I think um, the two words I would use would be user-friendly. So... SureSmile has been around for almost 25 years. Like 97, and, yeah. yeah. It was um, kind of developed by orthodontists for orthodontists. So I think quite frankly, some of the features in the software were a little bit onerous and almost too robust mm-hmm. for, I wouldn't say simple type cases, but maybe less advanced cases. Yeah. Class one, class two. Um, so, you know, in making those changes... It kind of took a, a software that was too basic and one that was too robust and created a happy medium. And so now the interface is much more um, playful mm-hmm. and interactive. You can actually click an, uh, on a tooth and move it as opposed to sort of typing in degrees of rotation and instructions in that. Um, the software now accepts um, all types of CBCT. Um, so you can incorporate that into your treatment plan. Um, and it's always been an open interface where any scanner is accepted with SureSmile. 
Yeah, and that's a big one. Uh, obviously, Mike gave a CBCT presentation uh, this weekend in Toronto. Um, that's a big one, obviously, because it's going to give us uh, information on root anatomy, morphology. Uh, this past Thursday, we discussed at length uh, expansion versus tipping versus translation, what sort of some of the limitations uh, are, which we'll be getting into that uh, topic of conversation a little bit later. So having that CBCT with a lot of those CBCT scanners now being compatible, I think changes the accuracy and predictability and the confidence in the outcome. So that's been a big addition for sure. Yeah, unless I think we're going to talk DIY a little later, but um, I think having like a vertically integrated dental company like Dent Supply, they understand things like, well, ortho for implant, ortho mm-hmm. for restorative. So being able to integrate CBCT is obviously huge for those. Yeah. Well. yeah. And I think it's nice that it, you can do all the systems now. Because I remember when it was, when you were first integrating your, your CBCT, you had to do the whole correlation uh, testing uh, compatibility and it was a bit of a it was a bit of a challenge um, you know we had to bring a rep in they had to enter everything do it with the, the phantom and and all that so um, now that you can do that much you know for people who just recently purchase a CBCT that of any companies they can be putting that in um, yeah. right away which is which I think is really cool yeah Nice addition for sure. Yeah, it's about um, 12 minutes the information is uploaded and integrated into your treatment plan, so it's fast. Yeah, and I mean, a couple other things that I guess may be new to some people. I mean, Denseplay's always offered a, a scalloped or straight feature, so you can adjust trim, um, which is nice. And especially with V-Pro, I think there's something there uh, with the straight trim and V-Pro having, again, the more surface area, more control. Um, you're definitely seeing the use of less attachments, mm-hmm. um, using those in combination. Um, and then, uh, you know, just doubling of the market share for SureSmile, I think, gave them a little bit more feedback, and they tend to be open to that and quick to make changes to the software. So it's definitely time um, for anyone that used the software previously and did find it a little clunky. I think uh, they'll enjoy the changes. Yeah, especially for there's two platforms for those of you who don't know. There's the Ortho platform and the Aligner platform, and if you're sort of starting on your sure smile journey, the aligner platform is certainly the uh, recommended one. It's certainly a lot more streamlined. As you mentioned, we can make actual tooth movement in the staged and sequenced aligners. You can change it with the displacement tab. So yeah, there's a lot of good. To be frank, I mean, even discussing with some of my colleagues um, who came over from the Propel merger, there's seeing some feedback from orthodontists that they actually prefer the quote unquote aligner platform versus the ortho platform. It's just, Sometimes it's just simple, it's more simple workflow, you know, and um, depending on the cases, some of the tools are not necessary. Now, it's nice to have them, mm-hmm. um, absolutely, um, but um, just for ease of use, I think they're, they're like in the new software, which is the um, aligner software. Interesting. Has there, has there been any advancements on treatment for teens? And I know like Invisalign made a big push on their Invisalign teen um, a few years ago is... Where's where's sure smile sit in that market? Yeah, so I mean, in the teen market, you're just going to be using a comprehensive case anyway. I think the push is more a marketing push, um, yeah. since you know teens are eighty to ninety percent of the ortho market. Yet, um, not that's not reflected um, in the clear aligner mm-hmm. um, percentage of, of treatment versus yeah. braces. So, still a lot more braces for teens. Whereas in adults, you're seeing um, the use of a lot more clear aligner. So again, I think it's more of a a marketing push than uh, any type of um, feature or design on the aligners. Now, 
Um, there are some phase one treatments where there's a little bit different, you know, adaptations to aligners, and unfortunately, SureSmile is not there yet for phase one um, or kids. But in terms of teen, absolutely. I mean, they're kind of walking biology. They're perfect candidates for clear aligners. Um, frankly, they don't need to wear them 22 hours a day, I don't think, to be effective because they don't have, you know, as dense a bone mm-hmm. as, a, as an adult. Um, so absolutely, teens are a great market. I mean, they're going to help you grow your practice as well. If you want to do SureSmile with a teen and ask them, hey, would you mind, you know, posting this and tagging my practice or let's do some media together? Um you know, those are the ones that are really going to have the eyes on the on the treatment. Yeah, and Vish, so um, I know you talk about this in your in your course. Now you do, there is a course coming to Calgary um, um, that is June tenth, I believe. Um, and where can people get information on that course? Yeah, so um, I believe we have it on our site, Digital Workflow uh, Dentistry. Uh, also, if I'm not mistaken, John can uh, add this if it's not on there yet. Uh, I'm sure Dentsply Storm will have some information. And then, Mike, do you have it on the PDG site as well? Um, yeah, it's up on the PDG site. And also, I do believe if we if you go to our Instagram at Digital Workflow Dentistry, I'll, I'll make sure. I know we've got the banner up in one of the posts, but I'll make sure we put it into the, the tags. Yeah, so it's a, a level one course where we're obviously introducing people to SureSmile and all the great um, inclusions that the uh, software and the product has. You know, obviously, we'll be discussing BPRO. And we'll touch base a little bit on, I think, the question that you had was regarding some of the limitations with expansion. And, you know, I agree with John wholeheartedly that this is a great product for adults. It has some great applications with teenagers as well. My opinion on it is that if there is still the opportunity to promote some skeletal growth, that's where maybe some fixed appliances or fixed banded orthodontics has a lot of benefit and validity. I think if we're discussing uh, adults where, you know, we're not growing anymore or, um, you know, we're not having any uh, sutures that still can promote some growth, we're just moving teeth within bone. And clear liner therapy is exceptional at most of those movements, uh, certainly better than braces in a lot of those movements, most of them. But I still think for, for kids who may be a little bit younger, maybe there's some compliance issues uh, before those teen years that there still could be some benefit for sure for expansion devices and growth promotion devices. John, any comments on that? Yeah, well, I was thinking, should I should I push back a little bit? I mean, and it's not my area of expertise, and I, I will mention that at every course. Like, obviously, we are in a very white-collar environment uh, downtown, and child labor laws prevent a lot of young kids from working in uh, the energy sector. So, yeah, by all means, push back and, and give me uh, some information. I'd love to hear it. Well... My just feeling is that plastic is is better for expansion. I mean, you know, you get the push and the pull effect. Obviously, staging becomes a little bit more important. You have to create that room. But um, I think if you asked a patient if they'd rather wear, you know, some antiquated fixed device or use aligners, you know what the answer is going to be. And I, I've seen some great success. Now, uh, there, ha- there are some doctors that are using V-Pro for that as well. Yeah. I'm not sure... There's no concrete studies out there on expansion, really, that I've seen. But anecdotally, I think we've definitely seen it be very effective um, in kind of just maybe softening things up or getting juices flowing. Um, and again, you know, just having the, the capability of the, the plastic, the flexibility and the capability versus obviously braces, but even, um, you know, like a powder expander, um, I think it's a great solution for someone that maybe has heard horror stories about headgear and, you know, metal, metal in their mouth and things like that. 
So for those uh, listeners who may be doing a lot of dentistry on, you know, people who are sort of in like that 12 to 15 age category for females and maybe 12 to 16, 17 for males, when they're setting up these cases where they maybe have a lack of um, sort of palatal width, are we just planning a case where we're relying on the aligners with VPRO to sort of expand that? Are there any other adjunctive components with that uh, that we're or just adding into stage. it? I mean, that's kind of the key there, right? Just making sure that there's enough space. But yeah, yeah I mean, just let it, allowing the, the aligners are almost going to do their thing there um, in terms of creating the expansion. And obviously incorporating CBCT, uh, which you can take at multiple points throughout the treatment, uh, especially with some of the low-dose dentist-wise CBCTs, will give you a really good gauge as to what's happening with the root, roots on that as well. So when I open my suburban practice where families are coming to see us at uh, Dental 1.1, I'm ready to expand. Well, dental, I, dental 1, the burbs. <laughs> I guess, I mean, one other thing I could throw out there is that there have been studies done on VPRO that um, using vibration during orthodontic treatment actually almost creates like root protection or yeah. VPRO is root protective. So, you know, if you're getting root resorption, typically in ortho, it's from uh, applying too much force mm -hmm. or over too long a period of time. And um, if you're using VPRO, you don't, you're softening the density of the bone. So all else equal, you can get that same movement with less force um, and therefore, you know, create a little root protection. So Yeah. With clear liner therapy and all the years I've been doing it, I've actually never seen any root resorption, even with a sort of intrusion. Anytime we would see it, it would typically be with someone who had some sort of an expansion device when they were younger from an orthodontist and maybe there was a bit too much force placed on that. So, you know, from a clear liner perspective, I think there's a lot of safety built into that. So yeah, that's uh, uh, an interesting take and I will certainly incorporate that into my uh, next uh, presentation. So thanks for the correction. Um, now, just I have one question before we move into our next section, which I really do want to talk about the DIY stuff, okay. right? Because uh, to me, that's the exciting thing. And it's um, my first question was just, what is the cost to the dentist of the VPRO? So if you're buying them um, sort of on a one-off basis, it's $549 Canadian for one device. Yeah. There's bulk discounts like any other uh, product. And, uh, you know, I'd frankly recommend to look at show specials, like at your local um, PDC or, or you know, yeah. Boy or whatever. Um and then, uh, again, with a comprehensive case, it's included in treatment. Yeah, because I guess my thought as we jump into the DIY is um, if you take into now your price of your DIY, time price that you're doing, for, and then you're buying the, the VPRO separately, mm -hmm. you know, it does take you where you've got to start doing some of the math here. Um, are you, are you, how much energy time are you saving cost-wise if the VPRO comes with it. Vish, do you have any thoughts on that? I think the main aspect with DIY is you have to be very selective with your cases. And obviously when you get into very complex treatment plans, it's going to be a lot of time, not only for planning that, you're going to have to have an understanding of um, attachment uh, usage and what their uh, biomechanical forces are. Whereas if you're doing full service, you're relying on someone who has that stuff memorized like the back of their hand. There is certainly a, a team component to it. So the team's going to spend a fair bit of time, obviously not so much printing, but polishing and trimming those aligners, uh, you know, obviously sterilizing them appropriately and bagging them. So, you know, Mike, we used to discuss the over-under sort of being 10. I think the number is probably a little bit higher. 
but um, it really is the labor of love. So if you're looking for efficiency, if you're looking for a product that can be delivered really effectively, uh, is is cost effective and, and has to be pro built into it, sure smile, full service is certainly the way to go. If you start to look for a bit more of a challenge or you're starting to enjoy orthodontics a bit more, and let's be honest, dentistry gets redundant, which is why we all look to add prime print and um, Serac devices and start placing implants, uh, then this is a great avenue from that perspective. Yeah, and, I, and I'll jump on that, that, you know, being a tech nerd as I am with dental nerd and all this stuff, is I agree. Like, there's a lot of things that we do. I've done a full mouth reconstruction with Serac where I spent my weekend milling crowns, and I, I didn't do that because it was efficient. I did it because I wanted to see if it was possible on the, on the Omnicam. Yeah. And then when the computer crashed and they told me it's not possible, we still ended up making it work while the, the spinning wheel happened for a long time. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging ourselves, pushing the limits, seeing what's possible. Um, so I really like the DIY because I find it, it's a lot of fun. Now, of course, a lot of the DIY, you would need the V-Pro. Right, so some yeah. of these quick little uh, um, five tray, um, you know, fixer uppers where they just haven't been wearing their retainers. Um, but you, you know, but then the argument is, well, the V Pro could make that that hold better. So, what's your take on well, on the DIY things, in that? A yeah. couple of things. I mean, I agree with Beach one hundred percent that it's a labor of love, and I guess that's the cool thing about coming from Propel. You know, I got exposure to a lot of different systems and you know, early adapters of DIY and trying. Um, vpro on some cases you know to your point i think if they're coming in for five or six aligners and they're a relapse case if they've done it once it's probably going to happen again they're not going to relapse again right unless they learned their lesson and decided hey now i really am going to wear my retainers for life but i guess my point there is that i actually think one of the coolest aspects of vpro is the retention side and we, we did talk about it briefly but skipped over it i mean uh I don't really worry too much anymore about my retainer uh, if I lose it for a month or go away because I always have that ability. I've kept my V-Pro to go back and use my um, V-Pro to reseat my retainer and get back to that original finish. Mm -hmm. So when we used to sell Propel sort of as a one-off product instead of you know being included with cases, one of the things I'd say is you really need to think about it as an insurance policy. So yes, it's going to help you know you move your teeth faster. Yes, it helps um, eliminate almost pain associated with orthodontic sensitivity, um, which maybe for adults is a little bit bigger issue than teenagers. Um, but to me, if you were selling it to a patient, they may pay five hundred dollars to go faster. They may pay five hundred dollars to feel less pain if they know about refinements. If they've been in, in treatment before, they may pay five hundred dollars to avoid that. But almost exclusively, they pay $500 for an insurance policy on a five $6,000 treatment if you explain it properly. That's a good point. You know, one of the things that I really like about the DIY aspect is just the flexibility. And you're not beholden to set protocols and parameters because we're catering to individuals with their treatment plan. So, you know, it might be the case that you guys are both discussing where we've had a bit of relapse and we want to obviously protect from that happening again. It might be a case where there is just very, very simplistic, non-functional movement where they've got a stable bite, but they just have had a bit of movement and maybe they don't want to incur a significant cost or this is a great patient and you want to reduce costs as a barrier. Maybe it's pre-restorative. Maybe you're creating some space uh, around some anterior teeth to widen some veneers and do a smile rejuvenation where the exact precise and movements aren't as critical because you know you're going to be covering those teeth with conservative veneer preparation so i just like the flexibility and i think the one thing that i've 
um, figured out, Mike, I know it's the same with you and John and your travels and communications with dentists, it's the same, is dentists definitely have different needs and expectations. And so I just love the fact that this is one additional aspect where if you're inclined to do it, great. We are right now. Uh, if I wasn't maybe discussing and talking on this topic, I might do a lot less DIY, yeah. but we want to see where it goes. So if well, you're looking, go ahead, sorry. Yep. Yeah, like you were saying, it's another tool in your tool belt, yeah. right? Um, ortho for implant, ortho for restorative, um, you know, those express cases. It doesn't really make sense to, you know, be paying for the aligners and yeah. figure out the cost of those things, um, you know, just a treatment plan, um, an express or sort of a refresh case. Um, so absolutely, having another tool in your tool belt is huge. And um, yeah, some people may really get into it and enjoy, you know, the from front to end sort of running the treatment. Uh, and it's not, for, it's not for everyone, though, right? Some people will just take the Ask me the year. <laughs> but I, I do like the idea that you could get, you know, with the with the DIY, even even I've, I've seen some of the workflows where people will 3D print a couple of them. And yep. so they can get the person in the trays like, tomorrow or get them same day starts I mean, yeah. literally you could say yeah. hey go for lunch we're gonna come back and we'll have your aligner ready i think that's um, that's a pretty amazing mm, yeah yeah which is very cool um and i should mention i mean with dent supply too they're kind of the only platform out there that's fully digitally integrated right where you could do hybrid cases and so maybe if you were looking at doing fix up and a diy down like maybe you're not moving anything on yeah. the bottom so you just want to give them an aligner for the bottom and so there's all kinds of um, optionality there. Yeah, and even to further that, obviously, with the launch of PrimePrint, uh, that'll be a system that offers some more simplicity with the aligner workflow. Uh, it's a self-contained system, obviously, for those of you who are not familiar with it. And it's going to be integrated seamlessly, as with all Densply products, uh, with PrimeScan and the CBCT aspect. So, John, have you had much exposure to the PrimePrint? I know it falls kind of a bit out of your... Um, purview, you probably have seen just a lot of the same stuff that Mike and I have. I was just chuckling actually because you probably know more about it than I do, quite honestly. But uh, referring to some notes here, I know that it is um, going to launch at um, Serona World mm-hmm. in Vegas, so uh, expect it coming this fall. And um, you know, it revolves around ease of use. It, it is the first um, 3D printer made specifically for dental practices. Um, it uses a software in lab 22, but really I think safety was the main um, feature that Densply was looking at. So, you know, no masks, no gloves, like you said, a self-contained unit. So you actually have, um, the post print unit, which does, um, a wash of the models and alcohol bathing ensures that all the models are hundred percent cured. I guess we don't know what we don't know yet in terms of the 3d printing world and how safe, um, the current, you know, it's a bit of wild, wild west, I guess, in terms of you know, um, aligners and that now. So, um, obviously they want to make sure that, uh, it's safe and, and that, um, you know, you can use it in almost a multifaceted way in a a dental office for, uh, for not only aligners, but, um, you know, anything else that you might want to do. It's uh, got some exciting possibilities. Are you going to be going to dense place around the world this year? We'll see. Maybe, maybe you can pull some strings for me. I haven't even booked my hotel room yet. Mike's been on me, uh, gently reminding me to do so. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to get on that this weekend. Yep. It's yeah. It's always a great spot. Yeah. It's a, it is a, a great, uh, and I think this year will be, last year was kind of like getting back to it. And I think this year will be big. And hey, Journey's headlining. So, you know, we're, we're all believers here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Mike hasn't stopped for years and years. He's been consistent with his uh, his belief. So, um, John, this was great. Thank you for all the information. We appreciate you uh, being coerced into being a guest on this podcast. Now you know how I feel with my relationship with Mike. <laughs> if uh, a dentist or any of the hygienists who are uh, listeners to the podcast are interested in getting more information, where's the best place for them to go for that? So a few resources, um, SureSmileU.com has a great re- is a great resource for sure smile to learn you know all things aligners um if you want you know specific information on pricing and product you have your local rep if you're aware of who they are great if not reach out to me uh jonathan and then dot m-a-s-t-i-n at denseplacetoronto.com or if you're old school and like calling people like i do give me a shout uh 403 Perfect. Well, the last dance is ending. Uh, the three-peat is uh, about to be crowned, and I'm just going to pass this over to Dennis Rodman over here to say uh, bye to everyone. Thanks. Um, well, thanks a, thanks a lot, John, for coming on with us. Um, you know, I think that really brought us up to speed. And, um, you, know, and I, you know, between, you know, Bish's lecture on Thursday that I got to watch and, and you today, I've... Um, I feel like I've advanced myself in the world of SureSmile, and it's definitely a lot of excitement uh, on this product mm-hmm. as it as it builds out. So again, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, feel free to to click the likes and to subscribe. And for any further information on upcoming courses and events, uh, at Digital Workflow Dentistry is our Instagram, and you can find that all there or DigitalWorkflowDentist.com. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me.